Wondering why you're not further along when it comes to creating the impact you know you're meant to? The guides and I would love to shine a light on why it feels like you're missing the mark. In Highest Contribution Audit, you'll partner with the guides and me to diagnose the disconnect in your highest divine assignment. We'll take a look at what's working and not working in your current path of success, pinpoint what's keeping you from gaining traction, and channel a personalized action plan to help you flip the script. Feeling the energetic nudge to vibe into the details? Head to the show notes to learn more. Welcome to the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader with Danielle Rama Hoffman, your fast track to partner with Source to create your legacy business without overworking. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Divine Leader, welcome to this episode on author a book in months rather than years, co-creating the extraordinary with the divine. And I'm here with long-term Divine Transmissions client and our Scribes of Light author, Joanne Levitt. So happy to have you here, Joanne. Welcome. Thank you. It's a joy to be here with you as well. Yeah, and welcoming everyone here. Yeah, so Joanne, I know that we have had so many co-creations over the years of having the blessing of traveling together in France and doing online programs together. And, you know, one of the many things that inspires me about you and the work that we've done together and that's also what your books are of awakening to the power of, of source and channeling the sacred was like for you, when you connected in with the guides and really co-creating with the guides, it's like things just moved at the speed of light. And you were like, Oh, that book's done and it's published. And then there's another one. It was just like, wow, so cool. So uh, could you kind of fill in the blanks because I just went to kind of the finish line of what happens when we're co-creating with the divine. Well, I'm very grateful that, and I remember that day several years ago in Southern France, traveling with you in a small group and sitting on top of a mountain in a beautiful sanctuary and having my first experience of having, of channeling something, of bringing you know, to light, uh, you know, the guides as you had been yourself channeling and finding that I was sort of being, I don't know, appointed, elected. I'm not sure how you, how you would categorize <laughs> the divine assignment. Yeah. <laughs> divine assignment to, to create something. And, oh, you know, it, it was completely out of the domain of my knowing or, you know, what I had been doing up until then. I worked as a nurse and a an energy healer, and I had written, but nothing of this sort. And um, so I didn't, it, it was good because I didn't have expectations that it had to be a certain way. Like I had to take a year to, you know, work out the, the whole novel and the characters. I just sat down and received the transmissions and it was the most glorious experience and it happened very, very quickly. The words came forth, the editing happened, and um, and so it went. And so it went with several of these works that came in succession. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to thank you and thank Toth and the Council of Light for that 
momentous occasion, first of all, for the pilgrimage, and then second of all, for the opportunity to launch in a whole new direction in terms of channeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, one of those kind of sub-meanings of divine transmissions is like that often we have missions in transition or our missions are evolving. And it sounds like in our partnering together that that was one of the emanations that really happened for you. Like you've been on mission for a long time and, you know, and at the same time, there was this, this new direction or new additional dimensions to your, to your mission that happened to also coincide as, as you've done the divine light activations and the Magdalene codes as well of, of coinciding with as well yourself as a more multidimensional being. So I know I'm starting out with like, Oh, what would it be like to create a book in months rather than years? And then I've just skipped to, well, part of that is co-creating with the divine. And, and in order to co-create with the divine, there's also that, uh, partnership. So is there anything you would speak to about your personal journey of like when you first started working with the guides? Cause I kind of remember way back when, where there was like, you know, a lot of what they speak about too, of divine to divine and partnering from a place of equality. And that that can be intimidating if we aren't really seeing ourselves as source. Good point. And that is so for me, because when I tuned into, first of all, I tuned into you and your channeling process after having read several of your books, you know, the Council of Light, the Temples of Light, the Tablets of Light. And I think the most stunning thing for me was the, the notion of equality, because for me, I'm here I am a seeker and here you are. Whoa, she's channeling blessed from the divine, an angelic (laughs) being. And that's the way that I perceived. And I think many people do. Mm. Uh, It never occurred to me that that would be something that would come into my experience and that I'd be able to step up to the plate to also offer or connect with the guides in a different way, you know, in a way that's, that matches my temperament and, and my interests and, my focus in this particular life experience. Mm -hmm. And also your humor, because you have a lot of humor and, and that, you know, even though we may be connecting to some of the same light beings, there really is just what you said, the, the synergy, the coherence, uh, our preferences and our unique uh, individualized oneness, you know, that a lot, one of the, as we're speaking about kind of misconceptions of channeling. And I know that, you know, your book um, channeling the sacred also goes into this. It's like, everybody can do it. If, if you choose to that another misconception really is that it's like, uh, I don't know, somehow you're giving your power away to the guide or that you have to get rid of your identity. And, and from my experience, the, I don't want to say the best channels because it's not like they're bad channels and good channels, but like for me, at least the, the ingredient of being a professional adept channel 
got even stronger when my unique signature energy and identity strengthened. And that is very anti-intuitive than a lot of the, the spiritual truths that were taught to get rid of the ego. And, and, and some of that applies, even though I think our ego has a role on our council. Uh, so is there anything that you would just, as we're kind of talking about misconceptions of channeling and, uh, and, and that came in really because I see you, you're very, as you, as Joanne, you're like, you're very funny and you have this amazing wit and your channeling also has that, like where, what comes through me, not that I'm not funny, but it may not be as humorous because it's just not necessarily, uh, my wiring or, or what I'm up to in that way. So I don't know if that was a clear question, but I have a sense you'll. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting. Um, and it's funny you mentioned about humor because I, as I have listened to different guides and channels, in addition to you, I, I have often noticed a quality of, if not seriousness, then just focused attention to the points being made. And I used to feel that I was not acceptable <laughs> in that realm because of my humor, like that that set me aside um, that I needed to be more serious in order to, you know, make the grade, so to speak. And um, so it was very enlightening to discover that the guides not only came through, but were kind of <laughs> opening, creating space for silliness to be present as well. And I think that that's so for everyone that the guides are very eager to make space for whoever, however you are and however you show up, because everyone has some important contribution and some different aspect of, uh, you know, life, a different perspective, different talent or gift that, that we need. We need to, you know, hear from everyone. And that was a big, that was actually a big point in the very first thing that I channeled, which was, the 21st century gospel, you know, as told to me by, by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a stunning message, if anything that I'd ever heard, which is step up to the plate, folks, and write a gospel now. Write your gospel. What? How, can, how could that possibly be? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and as we're talking about humor, I mean, I have been kicked out of temple ceremonies in school for, for laughing, you know, uh, <laughs> so that, that, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting point as we're talking about, you know, and this is a part of the seven figure spiritual leader podcast of, of what also really is a spiritual leader and what are some of the paradigm shifts. And I do feel like, and that was one of the messages, of course, in the council of light, book was, you know, their purpose was to enhance joy and then health and wealth and happiness from that energy of joy. And that there really is an overlay or distortion around like, oh, being spiritual equals being, being serious. And yet we see in some of the like Sai Baba, or we see in, uh, you know, the laughing Buddha or in the Hathors that, that as we expand our consciousness, there really 
is this lightness and this play and, and it really does have a role. And I do feel like that's the energy that you also scribed your books from. And, you know, the Toth and the guides talk a lot about that. Like what energy are we coming from? And then that gets infused into the books. And at least from the outside, it always just looked like so much play and fun as your books were coming in, which I think is another kind of myth to bust because a lot of times it can seem like, oh, I've got to write this book and it has to be serious and it's not fun at all. So is there anything about like the the scribing, the writing process for you that you would share, like in terms of it being fun and joyous? You know, it just, it, it, it just evolved kind of on its own. I mean, from the time that I sat with you and we were meditating in the church and, and I recognized that it was, not, it was not as difficult as I imagined to receive instruction or guidance. Um, because, and again, this goes back to the whole notion of equality, you know, that uh, I'm not equal, you know, the guides are on a higher plane and I'm here. And so it's, you know, never the twain will meet. Well, that was, that was broken apart. It was it was clearly shown to me that it, the meeting is there and blessed, and it's a given um, if we open to that possibility, you know. And if we if we feel compelled to bring forth our gift, the guides seem to be compelled to join with us and and help us bring it forth, birth it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there really is also the mechanisms like as that download happened, you know, sometimes I think of like what what's the environment that in down that downloads happen or we receive guidance and uh, kind of unpacking the what's happening behind the scenes. And, you know, just this morning, I call it, you know, kind of the power shower powers. Like I, when often when I'm taking a shower, I'll get a download. And, you know, one of the reasons I love all the activations like divine light activations and igniting the codes of love uh, is that in my personal experience, my gifts also really awakened in conjunction with um, like getting Reiki attunements or, or journeying to Egypt, or there was, there was a spiritual awakening and an activations or attunements or transmissions that, that helped that, that connection. And when I look at your experience, because you have authored books, uh, previously, and now you've scribed or channeled books, uh, that, like that's what was happening. We were doing a divine light activation on an ancient uh, temple of Isis that of course the, the churches are often built on, on, on top of those sacred sites uh, that was dedicated to Mary Magdalene. And then, and then, then you were off and, and running. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think that another misconception, because, you know, I thought we were going to kind of talk about channeling your book in months rather than years, but it feels like what we're talking about is kind of, you know, what are some of the misconceptions around channeling and and partnering, you know, with, with the guides. So I think that that, um, that another one that I often can see is this idea of like the burning bush just comes down and, 
and we can be proactive in that. Like, I'm just tenacious. Like I just show up. Like sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes amazing things happen, but I'm very proactive in my partnership with the guides. Like I'm, I'm not only waiting for, for downloads. And I think that that's uh, another, another key point here. Yes. Well, you know, I often sit in meditation. I'm also proactive and wait for a download or wait for some conversation to take place But I have also noticed uh, that channeling doesn't necessarily happen in a formal kind of situation like that. Um, And a lot of times, for instance, when I'm in a counseling session and I'm focusing on a person and their issues, I will say things and I'll think, well, where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) And I know that the guides are around and they're, they're supporting the process. And I've spoken to I've spoken to a woman who doesn't believe in this channeling process, and yet she herself is a counselor. And when we have spoken, it's interesting because I can feel her channeling. Like if I speak about a particular concern, she'll say she'll say something to me that feels channeled. It feels like it has energy and intelligence beyond what she herself might come up with but she doesn't believe in channeling. (laughs) I think, okay, I'm not here to try to proselytize, but Mm -hmm. I think that it happens in areas of our expertise. So my brother is an amazing creator with wooden bowls and salad bowls and some of the things that he brings forth that look to me divine, you know, divinely inspired. But I don't know that he would say that he's channeled a a woodwork. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's a, a really beautiful point because we often have the adeptness and the muse and, and seeing creations as well, whether uh, it's music or pottery or art or, uh, and, and what's underneath that, like a mechanism that's underneath that and channeling that I often see as well is not only partnering with the guides, but having, um, you know, an incarnated being, another bipedal, another human being in, in the process. And that for some individuals is, is it becomes not only like a great environment where you're, you're channeling for class. I mean, I know that's how it was for me for a lot of years was there was the like, okay, I would go into my office and I would channel a book without anybody there, just me and the guides. But then there was so much of, and that's where the council of light book came from, where I would offer a group and a topic and folks would come and, and that created a certain uh, richness and, and there was this kind of receiving and gifting and having all this, the time, like a partnership, a play and a focal point, like you shared when you're in a counseling session and you have a client that it's not just you at your keyboard. There's, there's, uh, um, the word is kind of like, there's a, um, yeah, kind of a call and answer with the individual and a partnership as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, here, here we are, you're in France, I'm in the Berkshires in the States and we're sharing back and forth in this beautiful conversation and no one would raise an eyebrow. Okay, so we have technology that connects us. But 
the thing is we also have technology that connects us, but we may need to, and I certainly had to release some of my uh, stereotypes about what is divine and, you know, and that it's possible to really create and connect and be in partnership that, I mean, you don't see too much of that in the Bible. <laughs> um, I haven't read other scriptures that much, but I don't think Jesus talked about channeling in this particular way back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your books and in particular, it feels like we've been talking about, you know, channeling the sacred, and then you also have awakened to the power of source. So is there any messages from the books that you would share with the community or just sharing a little bit more about, about those books? Uh, several from uh, awakening to the power of source. And, and one is the fact that in a sense, our, our creations are, are kind of waiting to be birthed and they're, they're calling us out. And that, that process becomes even more intensified. And it's there that we can in fact meet up with and, and do the channeling process. When we have something that is waiting to, to be birthed, waiting to, to arrive. And um, along with that, I know we spoke about how in a sense we're all wired to, to create. It's just different modalities create different things, but we have that basic instinct. It's, it's born within us to create and to create with divine inspiration. And then there's something else that you brought into the work, which I so appreciate, which I had never really thought about. And that is the fact that what we create has a consciousness of its own. That was a wake up call to me. What? You mean it's not just my thought or the thought, our thought of guides, but it it's birthed and now it's it's out in the world and it's it's connecting by its own power and it's it's evolving as we evolve. These are things that have been like just kind of percolating in my brain and yeah, and that speaks to as well the like spiritual adeptness and the ideas of the divine, because, you know, there's the, like the divine expansion project that what expands the divine now is different than what used to expand the divine, that we're divine, we're organic, ever changing, ever evolving. And, and there can be this ideas or kind of busting myths here and misconceptions of, of also the divine being fixed and done. And, you know, like that, that it's not, um, that, that the divine God, God is great spirit source, whatever nature, whatever anyone connects to a uh, higher power that, that it's not fixed. It, there's very much this aliveness and this um, expansive energy as well as our relationships with our creations and with one another and with ourselves as the divine. So when you talk about awakening to the power of source, like what, what is, what is that awakening to the power of source? Well, it's awakening to, you know, in a sense who we are at source, what it is that lights us up, what it is that keeps wanting to grow and expand and move forward. 
So it awakening to the power of sources, awakening to the God goddess that's within each one of us and that we share, you know, again, this notion of equality that we share on equal terms with the divine. It's just, we happen to be in physical bodies. We're incarnated and uh, the divine beings that support us and play with us and interact are in the light, but we are also made of light. Mm. I remember reading somewhere that we're, we're little packets of light and we keep expanding and bringing in more light. And I love that notion. So to me, that's, that's, it's, it's getting to know the, the ground of who we are, the, the, the basis, the heart of our experience, and then moving out with that and entering even into deeper connection and greater creativity with the source, which is what connects us all. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And we'll put the, the book uh, links to the book on Amazon in the show notes here, the books, um, there really is that, you know, awakening to the power of source and that it's a guidebook to co-creating with the divine. And, you know, that's often something that I've, I've, I've really been like, okay, where was the manual, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and, and that's also why I was so passionate. I feel like of, of really for so long, just being very visible around having an in-depth, intimate partnership with guides. Like my business partner is, is Toth, Toth, uh, Thoth, Jehudi, Tehudi. And, and I know that that seems crazy for some individuals and yet it's uh, also just really being visible with it. Like I'm, I'm married, I have a business, like I'm grounded, I'm in the world and my business partner is, is a guide. And so, yeah, I feel like your book also really uh, provides that guide of how, when we're co-creating with the divine, there also is the capacity to co-create the extraordinary, which I think you also embody uh your books came in in extraordinary ways as well and there's also the the importance of choice conscious choice which you've spoken about in your works and i too have brought that in because if if we're stepping up to the plate and we want to connect with the guides and we have the expectation that it can happen we can make a conscious choice and play with that and let that kind of that message goes out to the universe. And then, then we can channel, we can bring in whatever guides are meant to work with us and choose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's reminding me that there, there was actually some contributions from me uh, in, and the guide. Right. In, in both the books and both books and in channeling the the sacred uh or channeling the the divine channeling the sacred yeah channeling the sacred book was also where you had contributions from other yeah. other authors and i i really feel like that's such a beautiful compilation as well of uh your perspective the guide's perspective but then also bringing in other adepts perspective so is there anything for someone that may be going huh do i want to pick up 
channeling the sacred. Is there anything you'd add about that book? Um, well, it, it presents different approaches. And, you know, I've learned from so many people who are channeling. And I've learned that there is no one particular way to do so. But that, for instance, my friend Marty Benjamin, who's an acupuncturist, channels in a whole different way. But he's extraordinary when he meets with you and he needs to find out what's going on physically. You know, he takes your pulses, but he also asks the guides to do a reading. So, you know, like I say, there's just... Well, they say there's 50 ways to leave your lover. There's got to be 50,000 ways to channel your book <laughs> or whatever you want to bring forth. It doesn't have to be a book, but. <clears throat> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, uh, for those of you that are called, I'd invite you to check out Joanne's book books in the Amazon links that we'll have in the show notes here and any messages that you want to share um, for this community. I would say, take a chance, take a chance. Now I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning a movie and there's a great song that was sung. Um, take a chance on me, take a chance on me. It was about a little love affair, but I think it's like, take a chance. That's what I did the first time around, stepping into the unknown of what it is to create this kind of a divine partnership. But what amazing things come and how much growth and new awareness. You know, I feel like my consciousness has so spread out from those first meetings and then from the work that I did that it's like it, it really does convey the idea anything is possible in terms of our creation. Anything is possible. Mm, beautiful. Well, I know we could talk forever, but that feels like a great high note to wrap up on. Thank you, Joanne, so much for being here on the podcast and also for our partnering over the years. Uh, such a blessing. I'm so honored and blessed to have also as a part of Toth and my uh, Scribes of Light Press, uh, your, a few of your books at least published in there. And thank, thank you everyone you so for tuning in. <laughs> All okay. right, bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Want to pass go and take the fast track to partner with Source to create your six or seven figure legacy business without overworking? Join in the conversation over at the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader Facebook group. Until next time, sending you much love and appreciation for your contribution to the evolution in consciousness.